Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. We've got two more Mondays left in this month, and as such, I'm going to be keeping my last two segments in August relatively brief. Trust me when I tell you September is going to be a great month to be a People Are the Enemy listener. So if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, I encourage you to do so in that way, you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And trust me when I tell you, you're going to want to listen. This past week, I recorded an interview with an amazing guest that'll be made available on the first Monday of September. You want to know who the guest is? Well, follow the show on Twitter. You'll be the first to know as soon as it's announced. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. My name is Andy Mascola. Hello, welcome. I've successfully delivered at least one new episode of this fine program every week since January 1st, 2018. You can count on me. I am there for you. And this show is 100% free. There's no Patreon set up for it. And there aren't any ads. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some fine fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide, in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon and you like ebooks, all nine of my stories are available in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer to read a book in a physical format but you don't use Amazon, you can purchase most of my titles in softcover editions at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you type slowly and you don't want to wait. If you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People are the enemy listeners. This is episode, what is it, 242 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. It's good to have you along. Good to see you. You're looking well. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to get right into it here, and I'm going to fade out our cool in the gang here. Can we fade this out nicely? Can we do it reasonably so we don't shock the listeners? Okay, that's good. Hey, all right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Anyway, uh, Oh my gosh, I got something great going on this weekend. It, I, I, let me qualify that. It could be great, okay? It could be a complete disaster. But this weekend, I got invited to a cookout. Now, it's not just any cookout, okay? I know what you're thinking, right? First of all, I don't get invited to much, okay? I've got a few very good friends, and when they have something going on, uh, they invite me, and they're wonderful, and I like to attend because I love my friends and I like to support them, right? But, you know, other than those few friends, you know, I don't do a whole lot. 
you know, I've got a, I've got my a life here with my 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 family, and I take care of a dog, and I've got my mother and my father who are divorced and live in separate places, and I I visit them and they visit me, but that's that's about it. So if I get invited to something, it's an event, man. I get excited, and this is what happened this week. <laughs> And you're going to laugh at me because people have been laughing at me. Everybody I've told about this has think, thought it's hilarious. But I get this email from this woman named Josie, okay? Josie with Organized New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Dems coordinated campaign, okay? She sends me this, this text message and it says, On Sunday, August 21st at 6 p.m., Senator Men Melanie Levake is hosting a candidate meet and greet at her home where she will be joined by Dr. Tom Sherman. Can I count on you to join us? <laughs> no, I know what you're thinking. You're like, first of all, Andy, why the hell did you get that? Great question. I don't know why the hell I got this text message. I must be on some kind of list. Anyway, uh, so I, I write back thinking to myself, oh, this is kind of interesting. I say, you're inviting me to Melanie's house? And uh, Josie writes back, yes, I am! Exclamation point. And I wrote back, Cool! Exclamation point. Will there be snacks? <laughs> and at this point, you know, I, I start Googling, right? I, 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 search, uh, I search Melanie LeVake, and she, she's legit. There she is on Wikipedia and all her information as her political career. Where does she live? Well, she lives in, in a beautiful town in New Hampshire where the median uh, family income is... Much higher than my family's median income. How's that? I'll just put it that way. Anyway, so I said, will there be snacks? <laughs> and Josie writes back, I believe so. <laughs> and I think to myself, all right, there's snacks. I kind of like that, you know, because uh, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of junk around the house right now. So I say, uh, I say, can I wear jeans and a t-shirt? And Josie writes back, definitely, exclamation point. I'm thinking, all right. I can wear jeans and a t-shirt. And then I start thinking to myself, uh oh, you know, like what what is the downside of all this? Like what there's gotta be some kind of, you know, when's the other shoe gonna drop? So so I said, all right, Andy, if you're if you're really serious about considering uh, this going to this thing, you need to make sure that, you know, you've you've got all your questions answered before you walk through the door. Okay, proverbial door. God knows it's probably outside in somebody's backyard. Uh I so I write back, uh are you guys going to hit me up for money when I get there? <laughs> and there was a long delay <laughs> before Josie got back to me. And she said uh, it, it was at least like uh, 24 hours. And then 24 hours later, I get a, nope, it's just an opportunity to support the candidates and get to know them. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, all right, this this uh, this could be something I do. So I, I I'm at the gym and a fella asks me, he says, he says, what do you got going on this weekend, this older gentleman? And I said, uh, I said, well, I, I, you never believe this, but I've been invited to this, this party at the senator's house in New Hampshire, and I'm thinking of going. Have you ever done anything like that? Because this guy's uh, well into his 70s. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, I did it for a selectman once. And I said, what was it like? He said, they had burgers and hot dogs. And I said, did you have to dress up? He said, I wore shorts. Or he said, I wore shorts, as we say in New England. <laughs> And I said, really? And he said, yeah. He said, I said, do you think I should do this? And he said, definitely do it just for the experience. He said, look, if it gets dry and they start talking your ear off or you're just bored, just tell them you're going to go out to your car for a second and then, and then jet. <laughs> so like, 
yeah, that's right. I'm not going to be held hostage there or anything. So I'm I'm going to do this now. What will happen? I don't know. Okay, but I I have returned the invite, the RSVP. I am going to Melanie Levake's house <laughs> Sunday evening. Uh, I will let you know what happens. It should be interesting. At the very least, at the very least, I know I'll get some snacks. Okay. At, at this point, I'm going to hand things over to our friend Rachel from Des Moines with the Char Chat. I told you I had to keep this segment short. This one and next week's segment for me is going to be short. But trust me, great things in September will be coming from this show as always. And right now, our friend Rachel from Des Moines has a great, great segment for you. So I'm going to hand it off to Rachel right now. Here it is. Rachel with the Char Chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. I really appreciated hearing from Tavy, who listened to People Are the Enemy while on vacation with her family, leading to her sister Kirsten to dub the Miko tune the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade version of the Star Wars theme. And that really made me laugh, and I have to admit is spot on. And speaking of parades, Tony sent me, in honor of Bat Dance, a video from the 1989 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade of comedy impressionist Fred Travelina performing as the Joker. And he mainly sings in that de rigueur 80s comedian Jack Nicholson impression, uh, as one would expect, but also goes into Robert De Niro, Clint Eastwood, and Jim Neighbors, among others. So big thanks to Tony for listening, for your comments, and for that wild clip. For the 70s chart, we're going to August 9th of 1975, which saw the Hot 100 debut of the John Williams theme from Jaws at number 95. It would go on to peak at number 32 on September 27th. By this time, a novelty song from producer Dickie Goodman called Mr. Jaws was beating it up the charts at number 14. Mr. Jaws is a mock interview between a news reporter and the titular shark, where all of the shark's answers are clips of other songs which were out at the same time. I went through and cross-checked the samples as mentioned on Wikipedia and found that all 12 songs used are in the top 40 for this week, August 9th, from Get Down Tonight at number 22 up to Jive Talkin' at number 1. Now, if you weren't a kid in 1975 or, say, Dickie Goodman's accountant, there's probably no reason to remember Mr. Jaws, but it's dumb in a fun way and it gives a pretty good sampling of the songs of the summer. Getting into the chart picks... At number 76, we have Mary Clayton with Keep Your Eye on the Sparrow, and this will make it to number 45. And you may know Mary Clayton as a backup vocalist, and she famously performed on Gimme Shelter, and she's also profiled in the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom. An instrumental version of the song was used as a theme for the TV show Beretta in the first season, and then once they were successful, they had Sammy Davis Jr. record a version with his vocals for the second season onward. But many other artists had covered it, but Mary Clayton's was the first to chart. At number 53 is the Pointer Sisters with How Long, in parentheses, Bet You Got a Chick on the Side. I saw that this song was written by sisters Anita and Bonnie, along with David Rubinson. And this made it to number 20 on the pop charts, and it was also a number one for them on the R&B charts. And I think this is the song is super funky. If you like their earlier song, Yes We Can Can, I think you would definitely like this one as well. At number 29 is Ballroom Blitz by Sweet, and this would make it to number 5, and it was, that was their second highest charting single in the U.S. Little Willie made it to number 3, and Fox on the Run also made it to number 5. I feel like most people would know this, but I'm including this in case there's any hardcore 90s kids who only know uh, Crucial Taunt, which is of course Tia Carrere's band in Wayne's World version of Ballroom Blitz. And fun fact, as a callback to last week, 
a sample from this song, but she thinks she's the passionate one. Uh, the BC Boys used that in Hey Ladies. At number 27, we have Earth, Wind & Fire with That's the Way of the World. And this will go on to hit number 12. And this is from their same album as Shining Star, which had gone to number one. And this is a R&B soul and funk ballad. And it was actually described as bossa nova influenced soul by music critic Daryl Teasley. At number 21, we have Hold On To Yesterday by Ambrosia. And this was their, uh, off of their first album. And they are were an LA based band. And it made it to number 17. And I really like this one, just has kind of a dramatic sound to it, uh, pretty proggy. And when you listen to it, just think about how different it sounds from How Much I Feel, which is only three years later in 78. And finally from the 70s this week, uh, we have Someone Saved My Life Tonight by Elton John. It's at number five this week, it might go on to make it to number four. I feel like this song is pretty well known, but I just wanted to feature it because it's very important to me. It, uh, just personally, it's helped me through a lot of things in my life. And the story behind it is also pretty interesting. It's based on some real experiences in Elton John's life when he was engaged to be married. And I would definitely recommend reading up on it. And if you ever saw the movie Hamlet 2, uh, there was this song was performed by the Tucson Gay Men's Chorus. I think actors playing them. Uh, but then on, it's also uh, released on the soundtrack album. And Rock Me Sexy Jesus was the big draw on that one, but for me it was all about that cover of Someone Saved My Life Tonight. I was kind of surprised that they didn't dramatize this in the Elton John movie Rocket Man, but it's also one of those where it's like, it's so, like I said, again, it's very personal for me, so maybe it would have been, I would have only, could have only been disappointed because I just love it so much, but maybe it was in the deleted scenes, who knows. Turning to the 80s, this week we are on August 15th of 1981. And starting us off, we're at number 84 with Just Once by Quincy Jones featuring James Ingram. And this is off of Quincy Jones' landmark album, The Dude. And we had another song from this album a couple times ago in 81, but it was that week that I just kind of dumped them all in the playlist and didn't talk about it. But uh, that was I Know Corita. But there's three huge singles off this album. Um, this is the one that starts off with I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough best show listeners know this from tom sharpling's rendition but it's just a great song beautiful vocal by james ingram at number 76 uh, is cheryl lynn with shake it up tonight you know cheryl lynn from her hit single got to be real and i think this one just proves that you know disco really didn't die when it turned uh, january 1st 1980 there were still artists out there making you know very fun danceable r&b songs and this is one of them and i read that uh, ray parker jr had produced it at number 59, we have Heavy Metal in Parentheses Taken a Ride by Don Felder. And this is off of that uh, soundtrack to the animated film Heavy Metal. And the Wikipedia page helpfully points out that it's to not be confused with Sammy Hagar's song from the soundtrack, also called Heavy Metal. Um, this one made it to number 43. I just have always liked it. I remember the when I was a member of the Columbia House CD Club, they were always pushing... It seemed like they were pushing that soundtrack a lot. I never bit on it, but maybe I should have. There's a real odd mix of artists on there. At number 58 is Square Biz by Tina Marie. This will go on to hit number 50. And this is a pretty funky song, another great one from Tina Marie. Uh, she has a little rap part in it, and uh, she shouts out Maya Angelou and Nikki Giovanni, among other uh, famous writers. And this is off of her fourth album, and it was her last on the Motown label. At number 43, we have Sweet Baby by Stanley Clark and George Duke. 
This will go on to make it to number 19. And they were both more known as jazz artists and jazz fusion specifically. Uh, Stanley Clark was a bassist who had been in Return to Forever. And George Duke is a keyboardist who is known for his work with uh, Frank Zappa, Jean McPonty, and others. And this is just such a really, it's in the title. It's a very sweet song, very beautiful ballad. I think you'll enjoy it. At number 40, we have Breaking Away by the group Balance. This will make it to number 22. This is their first single off of their first album. And when I heard this, you know, on the charts a few years ago, it was had that feeling of like, why have I never heard this before? I don't know if it was just like too poppy to get played on classic rock radio or what's the deal, but just kind of another one that fell through the gaps. There's a lot of talent here. It's a fun song. Don't know why it sort of fell off, but we can rediscover it now. At number 33, we're hearing from ELO and their song Hold On Tight. This would eventually make it to number four. And this was their first single off of their album Time, which came out uh, right after Xanadu. And it was a number one hit in Spain and Switzerland. And it was top 10 around the world. Except for in France, it only made it to number 24, which is ironic because Jeff Lynne sings one of the verses in French. So go figure. At number 23, we have Gary Wright with Really Wanna Know You. This would make it to number 16. And Gary Wright is better known for Dreamweaver to reference Wayne's World again. And I was looking up you know, the chart performance for this one. And I was honestly surprised to learn that he was American. Uh, but it did say that he had moved to London early in his music career to join the band Spooky Tooth. So that kind of, I always got a British vibe from him, and I guess that explains why. Um, but this was off of his seventh album, but it was his last charting single. Just, I guess I'm feeling kind of in a mellow mood this week because it's putting a lot of ballads out there for you. And finally, from the 80s, at number 10, we have Ronnie Millsap with There's No Getting Over Me. And this would eventually make it to number 5. And Ronnie Millsap was part of that country crossover thing that was happening in the late uh, 70s and early 80s. And in fact, he was on the pop charts in the top 40 from 77 to 83, roughly. And No Getting Over Me was his highest appearance on the pop charts. But he is like incredibly successful on the country side of things. He has 40 number one hits on the U.S. country charts. And... um, He's probably somebody that when I was younger, I wouldn't have been that into, but as I've gotten older, I've mellowed out a little bit. He just, a lot of his stuff really speaks to me. I think he has an amazing voice and uh, a lot of great, a lot of great stuff from Ronnie Millsap that comes up week to week. And it seems like a lot of times I just run out of space, but I wanted to make sure to feature this one because I think it's really good. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Great charts this week. This has been episode 242 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.